It's Doug. Alone. <sighs> Seems my two co-hosts couldn't be bothered to show up today. One had a quote-unquote family reunion, whatever the fuck that is. And the other one, just a no-show. Jermaine is the worst. Uninvited, never going to be on the podcast again. Anyway, my name is Doug and you're listening to America's Podcast. The Shameful Dead, your weekly recap and review podcast for uh, The Walking Dead show that's on AMC. Anyway, uh, this week we're talking about The Bridge, and that's the royal we, meaning just me. And let's see. Uh, God, I'm going to try to muddle through this, guys. Uh, I guess I would apologize, but you know you know me. What am I going to do? Um, so it seems to be about a month after the uh, events of season or episode one of this season opener uh and Gregory's dead uh the guy who Gregory manipulated is in jail in hilltop jail all by himself um and Maggie won't let his wife see him uh and that takes up a good portion of uh the show I'm just gonna try to go through these plot lines the best I remember them and I do not remember them very well uh, anyway, it's one of these, this is the worst part of the show, I feel, um, because it's very, you know, what the Walking Dead does, and it's boring. So Maggie's all a hard-ass, she wants to be tough on this guy, um, and say, um, you know, forget you, grieving wife, you can't, uh, even though you just slashed your kid, your husband is an attempted murderer, and he's gonna stay in jail and you can't see him. Uh, and then Michonne comes and visits and guilts her, and then Jesus also teams up and bullies um, Maggie and she has a change of heart by the end because she goes and talks to the guy locked up and turns out he's an alcoholic just like her dad the guy who um, Herschel, great actor now uh, in real life has passed so that's just not good uh, and uh, anyway she has these one of these change of hearts over the course of one episode that uh, just doesn't seem earned not that invested. I don't really care. Uh, pragmatically, the guy uh, can make uh, stuff because he's the um, blacksmith. Uh, so he can fix the plow. They have some kind of uh, sh- shortage of fuel so they can't get the tractor working. So it'd be really good if they can get the, the plow working. Anyway, this guy has some intrinsic value. Um, but it's just it's it's just boring. I mean, I don't I don't care. I don't care about any of these people. I, you know, I don't mind Maggie as a character, but um, her day-to-day stuff, like her wrestling with this decision and how it's indicative of how she's going to run the hilltop going forward, whether she's going to be a new Negan, uh, there's plenty of that. Um, I remember, I think it was, it's either Jesus talking to Maggie or somebody talking to Rick, but just, no, it was Boston guy talking to Rick uh, with the bridge saying, oh, um, we give you stuff and you protect us. That sounds like the saviors. And, you know, drawing these obvious lines or uh, parallels between Rick's groups, groups plural now that uh, Maggie and the saviors are doing their own thing, um, and what the saviors used to be, as if we've seen this so many times, you know. Are they going to turn into what they hate? 
I mean, I honestly don't care. Uh, let's see. So that's the whole plot line uh, for the hilltop. Maggie has change of heart. Let's uh, not only lets the the grieving wife see her husband, uh, but also the husband gets to do work release. So he gets to work as a blacksmith uh, under guard, an armed guard. So happy, I guess. Anyway, let's see what else happens. So the titular bridge, and I guess this is Rick's part of the whole thing. You know, these force metaphors, um, like the bridge, should be obvious uh, between the saviors and um, the rest of Rick's groups, the Hilltop and Alexandria. They need to repair this bridge because it was damaged by global warming, I don't know. Um, And to do it, they need to cooperate, and of course tensions are high. Uh, There's like a bad savior, like one guy who's supposed to represent uh, a faction of the unrest in the saviors. Some long-haired guy looks like Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, if you guys know who that is, I don't really know who that is. That's actually before my time. But anyway, some long-haired uh, guy pushes down um, the stick boy who murdered that dude last season uh, when he was handing out water, and it was a dumb altercation. Anyway, Daryl and Lorenzo Lamas got into it. Uh, they broke up the fight. Daryl still hates the saviors. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? They imprisoned him. And they made him listen to that um, Easy Street song so much. I mean, I'd probably hold a grudge as well. Anyway, so uh, let's see. Uh, that There's some back and forth there. And then the problem gets compounded later. And this is uh, probably the highlight of the episode. Um, the same Lorenzo Lamas guy is in charge of uh, a critical task um, of playing a horn to lead a herd of walkers away from the group so they can work on the bridge and also protect their logging operation, uh, which I guess is harvesting the materials for the bridge. Anyway, um, Jer- uh, Jerry, our good friend Jerry, uh, is in charge of the first horn that goes off without a hitch, leads the walkers in one direction, and then once they clear a certain point, the second horn's supposed to go off. It doesn't go off, so the herd... Is going to go right into the logging operation where we have Daryl and um, I want to say I'm going to call him Alex. I don't remember the guy whose husband uh, got murdered um, or died next to a tree last season. Anyway, this guy just gets beat up constantly. And this episode is no exception. Uh, so this guy, uh, he was one of the, the, the guys who brought in the Rick's group from Alexandria. I'm going to remember the name later on the episode and you guys are going to be like, oh yeah, that's him. Uh, anyway, he's helping Daryl and a bunch of mostly saviors and people we don't recognize, uh, do logging, whatever that means. And so they're lifting up logs. It's dangerous. Um, and during their, uh, logging operation, uh, Look, here comes one uh, walker and then a whole bunch. Uh, And, of course, the guys holding the logs, they're in a precarious situation. They freak out and let one roll, and it ends up crushing the arm of, what did we decide on his name? Alex. I know that's not his name. Um, Anyway, uh, he's hurt really bad, and they're trying to get the log off, and they can't. The walkers are closing in. So he's just like, leave me, leave me. And I'm like, okay, I guess they're going to leave him. This is the end of this guy. Once again, not really invested. Um, uh, but then Daryl's like, no. And he pulls out like two knives and does this like 
I can only call it like a, a dance, spinny dance moves, and he's just killing uh, walkers left and right by stabbing him in the head, dual wielding these blades, and it's kind of fun. Um, and, you know, they finally get Alex uh, up from the log, and his arm's just fucked. It looks like he got like 10th degree burns on his arms, like the flesh is falling off. It looks not good. He's in rough shape. Uh-oh. Let's see who this is. Hello, who do we have here? Jermaine to the story. Oh, Jesus. All right, Jermaine, we're already eight minutes into the podcast. What? Who have you been talking to? Myself. All right, let's go. All right, so where we're at is... Uh, so I decided to do plot lines and I already did the, and of course we'll circle back so you can add your little, um, opinions and stuff and your, you know, uh, original thoughts. But anyway, um, I started moving on, uh, talking about the, uh, logging operation, which I said was the best part of the episode where, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's the guy's name? The guy who had the boyfriend or husband who died, um, with the tree. Just, just the actual logging, like mechanic. Yeah. Just the whole thing. Well, the guy's that, name's Aaron, by the way. Aaron, that's it. I said Alex. I was close. A and E. I mean, soft A. Kind of sounds like Aaron. A, Alex. A Ron. Yeah, I was close. Okay, so Aaron. Well, uh, I was just uh, going over, you know, how he gets fucked up because the guys freak out as soon as like one walker shows up. Like they haven't been like assailed by walkers for years now. Um, they just yeah, like, his oh. arm was fucked up, right? Yeah, it's that guy should that guy should be held accountable. I was already talking about Lorenzo Lamas, whatever the long-haired uh, savior. <laughs> yeah, Do you know Lorenzo Lamas. That's his name. There we go. All right. So, see, Jermaine agrees with me, guys. Uh, anyway, uh, but at the logging operation, they freak out, and I was just talking about how it was kind of cool. World, they couldn't get the log off of Aaron, not Alex. Uh, so Daryl started dual wielding these knives <laughs> and like spinning and stuff. He looked like yeah. whirling dervishes. That was fun, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, Rick comes out of nowhere with his group because they knew that the horn wasn't going off, so they arrived just in time. And I thought this was a herd, and I guess they used the term herd loosely, um, but it was, I don't know, 30 walkers? What would you say? Yeah, I mean, like, they only did that quick shot down the hill. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it. yeah, 30 to 50. I mean, it still looks imposing. Uh, as soon as yeah, they turned, I'm not it, saying they're it's, just it's like they didn't give you a full shot, but it, there was a screen full coming up the hill. So, because when I hear yeah. herd, they I guess they've set the expectation with these herds that are like hundreds of zombies or maybe thousands. Yeah. So, like when you hear herd, uh, anyway, so they dispatch the majority of them, and at one point, Rick gets his Winchester, and like it looked like he was close enough away. He missed with one shot. He was trying to shoot the rope that high that like. We're holding these logs back, but he looked like he was like twenty-five yards away. He could have, like, I think, just walked up to it and cut it, or just put the barrel to the rope. Uh, it even looked closer than that. I was like, dude, just reach over with your knife. <laughs> just reach <laughs> over. But anyway, what ensues? What ensues after he shoots the rope is the, the most ridiculous and yet fun part of the episode, where all these logs roll down the hill towards these walkers. And not only does it knock them all down, it seems to every single one seems to explode their heads. Like every head. It strategically crushes every single head right. into a disgusting mess, which was, 
After like the fourth one, I'm like, all right, this is just fun now. Yeah, that's Let's what I'm saying. Them all. Like, yeah. blow, blow them all up. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's kind of like what happened to Little Dicky and the boys. Yeah. Anything that can bring me, you know, back to my Ewok days and log traps, I'm happy. <laughs> oh man, you remember when those two logs came together? Bam! Right and crushed that. Uh, yeah, that walking robot. I can't remember what it was called. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that was the funnest part of the episode. I thought like this was like the part I was like, okay, you know what I want. Uh, and then I, I lost my notes somehow. Um, there should be this cloud thing that keeps them, but I, I don't know. But anyway, I wrote, um, uh, God, it was good. I've already lost it. I've been drinking. Uh, anyway, uh, this was That's the best That's why this part. is number one podcast on the net. <laughs> it is America's podcast. You can't take that away unless you copyright that. Nobody can. No. And even then, we'll probably fight you in court. Um, yep. But anyway, this was clearly the best part. Um, oh, yeah, I wrote. This is what I wrote. Oh, yeah, there's zombies in the show. Because at this point, I think this is the first time we saw a walker. I think they were mentioned, and this was, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes in. A good ways in. Anyway, it didn't it look like um, Aaron's arm looked like a chewed up cigar. Yeah, man, it was fucked. It was pretty fucked up, absolutely. And there was a bone sticking out. and It looked yeah. burned. I don't know, or melted or something. I don't know. I've never seen that. So here's, you think Daryl's gay? Uh, I don't know. He seems like he's either gay or just like asexual at this point because he doesn't seem to be uh, connecting with anybody. We thought he had that thing with Carol, and he kind of does, but he seems to. They're just BFFs. Be, yeah, he doesn't seem to be too aggressive with it. So, you know, the only person he's shown any affection to was his brother. Um, not Earl. We've talked about this last week. What was the brother's name? Merle. Yeah. Merle. Yeah. Uh, Merle was the only guy he cared about, and it was his brother, so I guess that made sense, but I, I don't know. What do you think? I think they're setting up for... Because when I saw Daryl, like, sit, you know, they were chatting about kids and stuff on the on the bridge and all that, and he's sitting in the tent, like, while Aaron's recuperating. Yeah. I just have this... Like, I think they're going to get together. I think they're going to the be the Aaron new power couple. Yeah. They can't let Carol and King uh, Ezekiel take all the uh, the glory. I mean, I guess you're down a hand, too. That's going to impede uh, things in the bedroom, I would I would think. <laughs> uh, but whatever. What, anyway, they yeah, so let's uh, we'll speak of that. Yeah. They, they take Aaron back, uh, and uh, the doctor is gone, and I guess... Girl Carl, also known as Enid, has just decided to be a doctor, and she's put in charge. This is her first time hearing about it, and she's like, I know what to do. We need to amputate. Let me read from this book <laughs> as I cut your arm off with no anesthesia. Let's I was, go. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, if she's just reading from a book, just have Daryl do it. I mean, like, uh, how much training? Like, I know this is not too long ago, guys. Barbers did amputations, so... Um, and that was around the civil war around that time. You'd go to the barber and they would remove teeth and shit. Um, you know, not separate, you know, so I'm not saying there was a lot of, uh, it's plausible. It's plausible that, you know, she studied, you know, she took an online course or something. She studied, you know, (laughs) two nights a week. Um, and she's able to do an amputation, no problem and, and stop it from getting infected. But it just seemed a little ridiculous since this came out of nowhere. Right. Did you have any inkling that Enid was a, uh, health practitioner in training period no not at all the first we saw was her in the tent with the guy 
I was like, okay, that's good. They're training some more people. And then she's like, all right, let me cut off limbs. I got this. <laughs> I'm good to go. Yeah, she didn't even freak out. I thought she was going to do this thing where, like, but, they have to convince her. She's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to do it. No, she's like, yeah, I got at, it. But at some point in this episode, I think they mentioned that the the dude has been in the jail. I don't know if you got to this yet. But I think this episode is at, at least a month after the last episode. Right. So there's another big time jump, and you don't realize that until midway through the episode. They're like, oh, yeah, it's been a month since XYZ, and I'm like, holy shit. Maybe she trained very, very hard for a month, and she's been amputating left and right at this point. Yeah, she said something like, or somebody said it's been 35 days, and I think it had to do with the guy locked up in the hilltop jail. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, anyway, so she cuts his arm off and later seems like he's healed. Um and Daryl goes right back at it with Lorenzo Lamas and just beats the shit out of him. And he's like, no, man, the walkie talkie was broken. And then later on... You should on, have checked it. You should have checked it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't... This is... It just seems so contrived. I didn't have time for it. And then Rick got into it with him later and just like, you fucked up. And you're just like the any punk I picked up on Saturday night blaming the world for your problems. And I was like, I don't know, man. It seemed like maybe the maybe the walkie was broke. I mean, he's he is a dick, no question about it. But I don't know if he'd be that much of a dick uh but they tell him to get lost scram beat it and he's like i'm not waiting for the morning he takes off in the middle of the night yeah i feel like rick has fucked up some big things bigger than that yeah you know an arm at the end of the day but you know we don't judge but we do that, that's, that's all we do that is true yeah we definitely judge but you know after everybody was put in danger but the only real i mean obviously if you're aaron you're like why me <laughs> but like he only lost an arm. Um, uh, you know, this guy's not facing criminal punishment, and they talked about that. That was one of the biggest parts of this where, like, we got to think about how to do laws. Um, but anyway, uh, Rick confronts him, tells him to get the fuck out. He's like, fine, I will. And then we can... I'm already leaving, I'm bitch. I'm already on the way. <laughs> I'm going to make, like, a tree and get out of here. And he uh, decides to leave in the middle of the night drunk. And we're just going to cover this, too. Um, so I guess some saviors have been disappearing from the sanctuary, and uh, everybody thinks they're just, like, people who've decided to fuck it. We can get along on our own. Uh, but other people don't know that. And Lorenzo Lamas is walking to the sanctuary on the road at night, trashed with, you know, walkers everywhere. Not a good idea, right? Yep. Anyway, he comes around the corner and is like, oh, it's you. And, then, like, it was something out of, like, a, I don't know. A TV show? I mean, this is a TV show, but you know, like, do you remember Clue, the movie? Yeah. Uh, And anyway, they'd have these, like, moments where people got killed, not the main characters. They go, oh, it's you. And then they'd, you know, they'd be talking to, like, a dark shadow or the camera, and then that person would just get killed. This is exactly what that was. Do you think he's killed or captured? I don't care. All we know, yeah, all we know is... It's somebody he knows, most likely a right. savior. It's a person. Like, it's not some kind of cool zombie bear, which is, I think, what I was hoping for. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> like in uh, One day. Game of Thrones, we got the zombie bear there. One day we'll get it. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but I don't care. I think it's just another group. I think it's, like, I, I think it's a, a fourth or fifth group of people we haven't talked about yet or, or met. Oh. Maybe... Speaking of that, they uh, were walking through the camp 
and there was a post that had you know signs and directions of every place so and it toledo. was you know hco alexander yeah what the fuck is toledo i thought that was just like a joke like you point to somewhere like nobody wants to go have you ever been to like <laughs> key west yeah and they have like a signpost that says you know london this way new york that way and they say like yeah. i don't know toledo ohio so they just picked Toledo of all cities and just just to shit on it. No, I don't know. That's my guess. Yeah. What? So yeah, I saw that. I was Toledo? like, whoa. Maybe it. Maybe With it Ocean is. Side. Let's say. Let's see. Well, anyway, we have rogue players. We have uh, unknowns causing problems. Uh, but they're somewhat known to at least Lorenzo Lamas. So either they're a separate group that has taken in some of these saviors, or. It's just the Splinter Cell saviors. Who knows? We'll find out, I'm sure. All right, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, so not only is Carol and King Ezekiel getting on, uh, getting into it, and Carol's like, just put the ring on my finger. I just want to try it on. What a C-tease. Yeah, she's like, I ain't... I'm not going to say ain't saying yes. yes. I just want to try the me, ring. Me. I want to try your engagement ring on. Shh. Guys, if it's not right, I'm sending you back to the store. <laughs> yeah. Guys, don't let a woman ever do this to you. It, it's, you know, uh, yeah, we've all gone through just being tooled around like this. Like, I'm not going to marry you, but uh, let's go pick out wedding dresses. Come on. Just shit or get off the pot, Carol. Don't put this yeah, guy right. through it. Anyway, uh, not only we have that, but Gabriel, uh-oh. Laying Did he get a handy? That's either a handy or a mouthy, I think is what they call the other one. Oh, <laughs> because she what says, is a mouthy? I don't know. I think it's when you like, <laughs> just go, um, 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 while you give somebody a hand job just in the air. Anyway, just make noise with your mouth. Anyway, uh, yeah, th- there was the weird picture thing. Like she's a, um, not a court stenographer. What are the, like. With, like those crime things where you like go in and like somebody like uh, got a crime and they like ask you well how tall was he did he have this yeah you know well anyway she's like one of those people and she's drawing an old hookup buddy of um gabriel and then they touch hands so you're like oh it is on and later yeah gabriel's uh on watch and um and they start getting into it, and he's like, but I'm on watch. And she's like, so watch. And then she goes south of goes the border. Goes down on him. We don't know what happens, guys. <laughs> Dude, so she's a completely normal human being now. Yeah, we talked and about no, this last week. And, and everybody's just like, okay. I mean, I get, so Ezekiel was a king. He spoke with an accent and all that kind of stuff, but he knew he was putting on a show. I don't think she was putting on a show. I think they were, yeah, they were crazy people playing in the garbage. She was the leader of like a cult because not only was I mean I don't know about the religious aspect of it, but the fact that they had their own like weird language and their own way of dressing, it seemed more like she was just their leader. She was like more of like a king, and like did she build them all in her image or, or what she wanted to have happen? Because this is not the person that she appears to be. She appears to be, like you said, a fucking normal person. So yeah, she's giving BJs to priests, you know, just yeah. regular stuff, just normal things. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of happy cause I like her as an actor. Um, and I'm glad that she's aboard. So I want to see yeah. more of her. 
Um, so I'm I'm all for all this. Plus, you know, Gabriel, I want him to do well. He's he's been annoying slash a badass sometimes. So I'm glad that he's not getting kicked around like he did last season. Yeah, he's he's had an interesting arc over the course of the show. Yeah, so arcs, let, let arcs imply be... like intentionality or like oh yeah, you're true. Plan. Sorry. Yeah, I think he's just um, meandering. Uh, from hate to not hate. Yeah, as much. Um, and also, uh, what's her name? Anne. Sure. Is that uh, whatever? That. Garbage lady. Yep. Uh, she did see. I guess was that a helicopter in the sky? It sure was. I was watching it with captions, and it said very clearly, "Helicopter blades." <laughs> <laughs> That's All sound right. effects. So. Uh, they're just teasing us with that shit. It's not only, like, it's a little bit too much now that I'm almost angry at it. Like, it was hinted at last season, and now it's in the fucking, uh, opening credits. And they're teasing it again here. It's just too much. And she never told anybody what that was, because we saw it once in a flyover. Yep. And we saw it once when it was supposed to pick her up, I think, when the garbage, when the garbage heap was going down. Yep. This is the third sighting. And she hasn't bothered to tell anybody (laughs) About it, I think the flyover other people have was. Seen it. I thought flyover was Rick saw it. <clears throat> yeah, other people have seen it. Yeah, Rick saw the flyover, um, and nobody's like, "Hey, what the fuck is that helicopter doing?" So we got to think that Gabriel, she's gonna tell Gabriel one time. She's like, "Don't tell me your secrets," which mean, or don't ask me to tell you my secrets, which means oh, that yeah. she is going to tell him her secrets at some point in the season. This is how awful storytelling goes. So I, I'm looking forward to that just to. Well, it'll probably be intrigued that they just parcel out over the course of this whole season, maybe even next season. I don't if there is a next season. Um, we'll see. All right. Mm. Uh, anything else? Uh, like I, I, I talked about the whole Maggie thing, and I thought it was uh, you know standard crap where like somebody believes something and then somebody else talks to them and they change their mind over the course of an episode, and it's not very fun. Yeah, it's like Michonne wants, but is you know is this right? What are you doing? It's like that—that that was attempted murder. What do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. Let him run around. And and once again, it's a guy that wasn't somebody we met or knew. This guy just we met him last week. He's a blacksmith. Yeah, I mean, I can identify him with him because you know he lost his kid. That'll upset you. Um, you know, he's an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic. I mean, I identify and I feel bad for him, but he's not a fleshed out person, so I really don't. There's, it's, there's just not that much buy-in. Do whatever you want with him. Some, Kill him. You got some story. Yeah. The alcoholism. Hey, guess what? Everybody's got problems, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we are terrible. Uh, but yeah, I just I thought that whole thing was boring. Uh, not really a lot going on. Uh, other than that. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, did you did you talk about the Negan and Rick conversation? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And Rick, it was obvious that he was gloating to to like Negan, and then Negan's like, "You're not getting anything. You're not putting it to right. You're just getting it ready for me." Yeah, you know, Negan, he's still going. <laughs> that's that's fun. He's like, "Yeah, you're just keeping it ready for me." Yeah. Thanks, guy. And I'm thinking this got to be a great gig for him. He probably showed up. Like for one week of work in the cell, and they're just gonna parcel out these scenes over the course of at least half a season, if not a full season, before Negan gets let out. You know, he will rise again, I guess. 
you think? I think so. And it's it's just weird that, like, why are you keeping him around if Rick's, like, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to murder anybody or, like, put somebody to death. But at the same time, Rick's like, you're never going to leave that cell. And Rick just goes down there to taunt him and fuck with him, which I don't think is fair either. So... Because Rick's a psycho. Yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying... That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Negan, just, just kill him. Just, like... Put him in a cage for the rest of his life. Now, if this, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, there's obviously differences with the real world and today and the way, you know, maybe there's TV in, in prisons. I don't know. Uh, but I, I would think that, like, in a situation where, I don't know, there's scarcity of food and resources and and this guy really isn't contributing to anything, you're not putting him to work. Uh, and all he really does is for your boss or great leader, he just exists to be like somebody he can talk to and, and chat with. That's weird. Yeah. That's not good. It is. Yeah. And at one point, uh, the good savior, I guess is what we'll call him. Boston. Guy. Was talk- yeah. He was talking to Rick and he's like, so you provide us food and protect us sound like anybody, you know, right. And referencing Negan and, yeah. uh, and maybe, I mean- Maybe that's when Rick runs away. He realizes he's turned into Negan, the thing he hates, and he wanders off into the woods or something. Well, it's kind of like the governor and his daughter. <clears throat> he kept, you know, that he kept his zombified daughter. That's basically what Negan is for him, you know. Yeah. Just weird shit. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's wrap this up. What do you? Where do you think it's going? Obviously, I think the tensions are going to build with the saviors, and I don't know if it's going to be full on civil war. Um, but that seems to be where it's going or leading. Yeah, to. the scenes from next week showed some big conflict. So all the groups all the groups are gonna argue over something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's saviors or everybody or everybody splinters off, but something's coming. Can't keep them all together. You can't keep them all happy. Yeah. We got this helicopter. We got this group that's either the saviors wandering away or the one snatching the saviors or whatever. So there's some intrigue. It's keeping me very interested. I can't wait for next week. Shut up. <laughs> uh, they did mention another herd when they were talking about the herd they successfully left away. They were talking about an even bigger herd. I remember hearing that at some point. So I'm sure that'll come into play somehow. That herd will probably show up. Ooh, God. All right. So the laziest of storytelling. What if they're fighting each other, but then a herd shows up and they have to work together to get out of the sit- sticky situation? What is that like? I don't care, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited. sure we'll find out. I don't think we've done that before. I don't know. I mean, herds have attacked during other battles. I don't know if they're drawn by the explosions and gunfire, but um, they seem to show up. No, that most- could be new. That could be new. They Maybe they're attracted to noise. Maybe we'll see that. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they're setting it all up with that explosion in the quarry. Now, what the fuck was that about? Were they trying to clear that road? I don't know. They didn't really talk. I don't. Uh, maybe they mentioned it, and uh, I wasn't paying close enough attention. Uh, but um, I don't know if they needed the rocks. I don't know if they were trying to clear a path. All I know is they made a big sound, and that's what triggered the uh, herd, set the herd in motion. So if they go by the yep. rules they're setting up, maybe that'll happen again. Maybe another big explosion causes the herd to come back, or the big herd. Who knows? 
We'll find out next week. I can't wait. And we probably will, won't find out next week. We'll probably find out in about three weeks. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it'll be a fun ride of a lot of talking and some walkers or zombies if we're lucky. All right, Jermaine, thanks for joining me eventually. Uh, any uh, last thoughts or parting words? No, man, let's keep this show going. Oh, we got to um, rate the episode. I'm intrigued. Rate the episode. Uh, I'm going to go exactly like I did last week with a two and a half. It didn't make me happy, nor did it make me sad. I just kind of, it's just like, it's like a chore. Yep. It's like something I have to do. So I'm not, I need something exciting to happen for me to go one way or the, you know, bad exciting or good exciting. Just something terrible will make me go lower than a two and a half or something unsuspected, which probably won't happen so i'll never go above two and a half but we can hope did you go two or two and a half two and a half i'm gonna second your two and a half because this is about what i expected the same frustrating stuff that i hate about it the show but nothing so awful that it's painful to watch it's just as painful as you'd expect it's a chore um but it's not awful uh and like i said i think the the highlight was that fun uh, flume ride gone wrong with the, uh, the log flume. Yeah, the log flume <laughs> ride uh, that we had. Um, so that was at least entertaining um, and fun. Uh, but yeah, that's going to give us a. Let me do the math. I don't know, but it's probably around two. I don't know, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week, guys, for episode three of season nine. Once again, this is Doug and Jermaine saying. Adiós. Buenas noches.